Welcome to Alter Your Comics Presents. I'm Alex. And I'm Jared. And no Adrian today, because he has stuff going on that he didn't know about until, what, was it today he texted us this Yeah, morning? he texted us this morning. He was like, uh, <laughs> we forgot to put things on the calendar, so I can't make it today. Like, yeah, no worries. We can we can keep on without you. Uh, sorry we weren't here last week, everybody. Uh, turns out my foot betrayed me, is the best way I can put that. Uh, got a heel spur, couldn't walk very well i mean i was able to work that wednesday but we recorded my basement and i was like well i can get down there i'm not sure if i can get back up so i figured all right well i got a walking boot this week and if nothing else i can scoot scoot my butt to lift myself up the stairs if need be (laughs) so well we're back is the long story short um so yeah this week uh we're going to talk about some of our favorite sci-fi graphic novels um last week we did superheroes this week did sci-fi if you are regular at the store, you may see a pattern forming of how we're choosing what we're going through. I'm just saying. It uh, might be there. There might there might be a pattern. There might definitely, there is a pattern there. So, yeah, this week is sci-fi slash fantasy section. Um, I'll go first with Firepower by Robert Kirkman. This series started with a original graphic novel that was labeled Volume Zero. Then the first issue came out on a free, free comic, comic book day. day. Yep. Um, and they've done, th- I think, three volumes total since. I don't know if that counts volumes one, two, and three, or zero, one, and two. I don't remember which one's which, just because there's a bunch. Um, but it's really cool. I'm glad that the zero volume was so it was a volume, not a single issue, because when if I was if it wasn't single issues, I would've been like, oh, this is a complete ripoff of Iron Fist. Yeah. Um, where. A uh, guy goes to a mystic mountain to learn mystic martial arts. There's a master there that teaches him this hidden power that no one else knows outside of this village or whatever. Um, very Iron Fist-like. Yeah, it was a really good story. Um, the gra- the first graphic novel uh, was The Zero. It was only a $10. It wasn't yeah. much, was it? Yeah, I believe it was only $10. Yeah, and- because it wasn't much investment to get you started in right. the story arc, and it was a good start to it. And the whole Iron Fist analog is only about half the volume. Right. So you have to, like, get through that. I mean, if you, if you like, for me, I had the comparison, like, really? Why, why are we getting Iron Fist comparison? But once you, after the halfway point, completely on its own, well worth yeah. it. I know Israel, a regular of ours, I told him, like, hey, you know, trust me, the first half is, you know the story. But once it gets past a certain point, like, you can see almost in the middle of the book. Yeah. Then it changes tone. It shifts big it, time. The story changes everything. And he bought it on my recommendation. He came back in and was like, man, you're right. Like, yeah, that first half was a little Iron Fisty. But after that, it was really good. Yeah. And I was like, cool. So it's cool to see. I treated it like a what if series almost. Like, oh, That's it's very similar to Iron Fist, but it's still different enough that the story has divided away from that. And there's these secret societies that are fighting each other. This hidden power that only this guy has mastered in thousands of years, where there may be involved firepower involved. Oh, could be, could be. You have to check it I out mean, to find yeah. out for sure. But <laughs> I think it's really cool. Um, outside of its origins, it's a pretty original story. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that was only half of the zero volume. Right. You don't even need to read the zero volume. No, you can pick up one, volume one and still be fine. Right. Volume one is like all right. Uh, the zero is the background of where he came from, what it is, but it doesn't who? really matter for Not the most really. part. Um, it definitely adds to the story, but it's it is standalone. Correct. You yeah. don't need it. So yeah, I, I think it's really cool. Um, highly recommended. It. It's a if you especially if you went and saw Shang Chi last week, 
that's right. Shang-Chi is the correct pronunciation. I've been saying it Shang-Chi forever. Same here. So, like, sorry. Crap, I've been saying that wrong for the past 30-some years right. or whatever. Uh, but if you're a fan of, if you watch that movie and say, hey, this is really cool, and you want to see more martial arts, martial arts stuff, yes, there is Shang-Chi graphic, graphic novels we have at the store, but there's also Firepower, which would scratch that similar itch as well. Yeah. So, that is my first one, which was Firepower, and that was written by Robert Kirkman. Jared, what is the first one on your list? Uh, the first one on my list is actually one I'm in the middle of reading. It's uh, called Letter 44. It was recommended by Laura and Alex, and I gotta say, it's pretty good so far. I really like it. It's basically, um, so a new president comes into America, and he's given a letter from the previous it doesn't really say, from my knowledge. I think it's from the previous president. Uh, yes. So, this, But it kind of like jaded over that just a little bit. Well, the reason why it's called Letter 44 is there's a tale that e each president, when they leave office, they leave a note for the incoming presidency. Right. So that's the letter was for the 44th president. Right. So um, he basically gets a letter, found it, finds it on his desk, and it basically tells him what's actually going on earth and with the universe type of thing and uh it's basically that they came across a uh or they found a alien race doing mining in an asteroid belt or at least they found an alien object an alien object maybe not alien a race object. so i haven't gotten that far so i'm assuming it's an alien race but it's an alien object that's doing some mining or something like that in this asteroid belt so they uh three years ago the president at that time sent a team of like nine individuals they're like some special forces some scientists stuff like that to go investigate what this is the super secret force yeah so we're I'm about halfway through there's it's very political science fiction i would say um there's a lot of politics and uh like the um uh, secretary or his uh secretary of state i think uh is in the restroom and pretty much gets beat up and someone shoves a needle in his neck and it looks like he has a stroke. So there's like political infighting, it seems like. So I'm not sure where that's going yet. I haven't gotten there, but it's really good. But uh, there's one of the astronauts that's on their mission to uh, the alien artifact or whatever is actually pregnant. And I kind of skipped forward and her water breaks in zero gravity and everything. I'm like, oh, that's actually a kind of a cool twist. I'm like, that's I, a mess. Yeah, that's a mess that I wouldn't want to clean up. So it's, I clear that there's mess on Earth, some serious, in space. yeah, there's some serious dynamic in there and it's really good so far. I've really been enjoying this. So I'm, I picked that one just because it's really good. I wish I would have picked this one up sooner. Um, the art is really it's pretty solid i can't complain about that um it's nothing spectacular but it is really yeah, good exactly it's the art fits the story really well um the story is better than the art would be or could be but uh i it's really good so far it's by oni press so it's an independent publisher yeah um, so it's a fun read it really is one thing i do want to mention with that series is look at roughly when it started coming out it came out during the obama administration so there's a lot of comparison to Obama and Bush. Cause, I kind of thought so because yeah. his previous uh, president seemed a little Bush-like, <laughs> very Bush-like. So well, and what the within the letter of to the, uh, the incoming Obama equivalent, he said like, "Hey, you know, you may have disagreed with my political choices about going to war and stuff, right? But we found the, this alien device, and if there are in fact aliens, we need war." 
torn veterans. Like we need battle combat ready yeah. people. So I I put us in those conflicts because we need veterans that know how to fight. Right. We can't just have people that never actually fought anybody. Right. There was an actual re- real reason to what everyone assumed would be an a pointless war yeah, a pointless or a war, war over oil or whatever. Yeah. And so, that was a cool comparison. Like oh, it was. Well, look back. You know, two thousand eight, two thousand nine ish. Well, why you know people are like well we don't we need to get out of Afghanistan <laughs> look funny now yeah um and like well why are we doing this well because it's oil or whatever versus this like or or that we need, we're getting we ready com- for an alien invasion right we need combat so. ready veterans and this will help with that so it's yeah. a cool well what if this is the real reason like we don't actually know but the you know the president knows so what's up with that yeah so I've really been enjoying it. Um, it's. I can't wait to finish it. I'm actually going to probably reread it to see what all, what all I've missed. And that series is complete so, too, so you yeah. can get all the graphic novels. I forget how many volumes it is, but it's the like, first one's only ten dollars. Yeah, so. not not a bad investment for a good read. Yeah. So that is Letter Forty Four, uh, written I believe by Charles Soule. Yep, who's the writer of that one? Yep. All right. Next on my list is Once in Future by Kieran Gillen. Um, Anybody that listens to the podcast regularly knows that Adrian loves Once in Future, along with Die. I'm not talking about Die today. I'm just talking about Once in Future, um, where there's this, oh, he's like a 20-something-year-old that was like an all-star athlete, went to college sports, and did a whole bunch of things where he gets a call saying, hey, uh, your grandma escaped from a nursing home. We need help tracking her down. And he's like, what? Okay, I guess. I mean... I don't know why they're necessarily calling him instead of, like, the authorities, but whatever. Uh, but he tracks her down, finds out she doesn't really need the nursing home. She was just using that for her cover, basically, where her entire life she has hunted, like, different vampires, werewolves, anything supernatural. Like, that's – she's basically a Grandma Van Helsing is what I think of it or think of her as. Um, and she's like, well, you know – the reason why you did all these sports growing up is because I was training you to be athletic, to do this, do that. It was like all, it was like kind of Mr. Miyagi of wax on, wax off mm. of like, hey, you needed to have these skills and what better way to learn than sports? So yay, sports ball. And finds out that she needs him for a mission to stop King Arthur from uh, coming back to life. Because the tale is that when King Arthur returns, he will return, but that'll be at the end of the world. Now there's a secret society that says, hey... We want to bring him back so that'll trigger the end of the world versus the end of the world is triggered because he's back or whichever. Like, which co- the chicken or the egg type of scenario is, is what they're trying to do. It's like they're trying to end the world. So, like, all right, we want the world in. So, we want to summon him, not just him come back just because. So, it's a really cool supernatural book where there's different secret societies that are trying to bring him back and end the world versus otherwise that are trying to protect the world and everything like that. So, if you're a fan of the series Supernatural, you'd be a fan of this. Or if you're just a fan of this college kid running around with his grandma, beating up bad guys and stuff, who, who doesn't love that? That just sounds fun. Right. It, it you is put it a, that way, it's like, I got to check it yeah, out. Yeah, it's a ridiculous but good fun story. I think there's only three volumes of that out right now, so definitely check it out and see if you like it, if it's up your alley or not. Now, is that still ongoing? I want to say yes, but I don't know for sure. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure though. I, I'm fairly yeah, confident I that remember. it is. I could look it up. Yeah. But. I couldn't remember if that one was still ongoing or not. Yeah. I, so I think I picked up the first couple of issues, but didn't actually pull it. And just by that synopsis, I wish I would have kept that on my pull. 
Um, all right. So there's at least volume four that's supposed to come out in March of next year. Holy cow. Um, so yeah, I see issue 22 solicited through November. So yeah, it looks like so it, it looks is still, like going. It's still going. Good. So yeah, that is Once in Future by Kieran Gillen. Um, it's still going on. Like I said, it's issue 22. I believe we have volumes one, two, and three in stock right now. I think Laura bought three recently. She's like, oh, you like the series, right? Like, yeah, but I haven't bought volumes one and two yet. So I, I need to go back and buy volumes one and two as well. So yeah, that is Once in Future and it's pretty cool. All What's right. next on your list? Uh, next on my list is Resident Alien. Um, I only got into this because of the show that's on Sci-Fi. I believe so. I watched it on. I want to say the Peacock. Is I the think. Streaming service I, watched uh, it on. I think that's where I watched it too. I can't remember. But the show was phenomenal. So I'm like, I've got to check out the comic book, and it's really good. If you like the show, you'll like the comic book. It is a little bit different. Um, if you liked his quirky. Um, unearth-like actions and stuff in the show. His mannerisms. Yeah, his mannerisms. He's a little bit more straightforward in this. He mo- acts more human. Um, a lot of his inner monologue is more a- alien, like, what the heck is going on, you know? So um, it's very, very much like the show in the sense of the plot and everything. Um, he crash lands on Earth. Um, he takes the identity of this doctor who gets called into service because the town doctor that where they're staying is uh murdered so it's basically him just solving mysteries through and through so it's been really good so far i'm actually about 75 percent done with this one as well so i'm picked two that i'm in progress of reading that are really good so resident alien it's um all of the humans see him as a the doctor uh as a human not as an alien but some of the kids can see him as he really is, or one of the characters says he's blurry. Because it's like a one in one thousand yeah. genetic, right? Thing that, that can, can like see him. Gene or something. So like. uh, one of them is a Native American who goes to her grandfather or father. I can't remember which now. It was in the show. It's, his, yeah. it's her father. So yeah, I, I think it is her father in this. Admittedly, I watched the show. Have not read the books yet. I'm, I look, keep looking at it like, oh, I should read this because yeah. I love the show. It's good. It's really good. But um, it was basically broken up into individual like three issue miniseries, but it all continued. So I think they did a three issue arc, waited a little while, three issue arc, and they've collected all, all into one omnibus right now. And the omnibus isn't huge. It's not like one of the $50 omnibuses, but it's a, you know, it's really good size. It's got a lot of content. It's probably 250, 300, 300 pages worth. So it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm just looking up the omnibus is only $24.99. Omnibus volume one. Yeah. It collects, yeah, the volumes one through three it doesn't say how many issues there are all there are total i'm pretty sure that's what we have in stock there at the store when i was looking though i think there was some issues zero zeros also so it's just some random number of comics in there but yeah it was really good um there's different murders for each or different crimes or something he's trying to help solve as the doctor there's a new incompetent doctor that comes in so he's like you know what this guy's an idiot i've got to (laughs) stay So he just keeps getting pulled back into this world, and it's really good. And if you 
are interested but don't want to necessarily drive, dive into the book yet, the show, the alien is Alan Tudyk. So yeah. I mean, that should sell you a load on it, too. That's right. what got me. I'm like, oh, Alan Tudyk's in it? Yeah, I'll and watch this. That's what sold me on it. I'm like, yeah. okay, he's doing an alien show. I'm going to have to check this out. And it was I, I was hooked after the first episode. Yeah, and he did great in that. And yet that is the reason why I want to go back and read the book, too. Yeah. It's like and Invincible. I re- I watched the show. I'm like, oh, I want to read the books now. Yeah, I'm falling in love with the comic. It's really good. So I'm hoping they continue doing more, and I want to see what Omnibus Volume 2 is or you know how far it actually extends. It'll, it'll be a minute until that one comes out. So Yeah, I don't think we're anywhere close to that, but I'd, I've enjoyed the Omnibus 1, and it's really good. I'd say check it out. Yeah, the, the first Omnibus looks like was released August of 2020. So Oh, so we're, yeah. It'll be a while until the next Omnibus comes out. But yeah. you could potentially get the trade paperbacks to fill in after that. If yeah, you, definitely. If you're okay with having mixed media of like, all right, here's an Omnibus, but here's single right. volumes and or if, whatever. And if you're like me, you're okay with that. I like the content of the stories. Yeah. Uh, next up for me is, let's see, Seven Secrets. This is mm-hmm. up to two volume. Well, one volume for now. There will be a second volume that is scheduled to come out. Uh, September 15th, so next week, oh. actually. Uh, no, that's sorry, that's the final issue of the, of the, the second story the arc. Second story. That's issue so 12. We're probably a month or two away from the trade. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, actually, here, I haven't pulled up. Seven, seven Secrets was done by, was that our good buddy? That's our good pal and friend, Tom Taylor, is the writer of Seven Secrets. We got to get him on the show. I mean, I'd be cool with that. Uh, volume two scheduled to come out October twenty seventh. So yeah, just a month or right, month after the final issue of this arc comes out, where this kid is talking about how there are seven secrets that the secret society holds. Lots of secrets here. Yes, um, and that if any of them get open, they will change the world forever. Um, good one, or bad. Good or bad. Yep, we don't know. One of them, they say, like, is the reason why the loss of Atlantis is lost. Like, yep. we don't know what happened one to it because of hit, one of the secrets. Didn't Hitler have one? I'm not sure. I no, think I, I read that somewhere. Like, it was just a little blur. Right. Like, so far at the beginning, I don't remember. I need to reread it, honestly, is what I should do. Um, but it follows this kid that his parents were guardians of the, of one of the secrets. They, one was the holder and the other one was the guardian. So... One person holds the briefcase. I should say each secret is held in like a briefcase. Um, and they're each numbered one to one through seven. And his parents fell in love with each other. They weren't supposed to. They had a child together. They weren't supposed to. They were basically protectors of the secrets. Correct. And they fell in love with each other. Of one of the secrets. Of yes. one of the secrets, they, they yes. were Think of it like cops. They were the patrolmen together in the same car. Yes. It was their job, their, their story or whatever. They were supposed to stay together. And they fell in love, had a kid. They told their boss, like, hey, you know, we promised this is a one-time thing. You know, we're not going to compromise our situation anymore. And there, was, there had to be a punishment. The punishment was this kid had to, which is named Caspar, I believe is his name. Yes. Had to be put up through either through adoption or we can start training him. So they decided to train him through, like, from birth through his teenage years to become a potential protector of one of the secrets. Yep. And his parents wouldn't be actively around him, but they would... Check up on him. Right. They would some yeah. they would sometimes be around to train him or yeah. they would just be monitoring their training from the distance so they wouldn't so he wouldn't notice anything. Right. But uh one thing they never actually said, but it very, very heavily implied if I remember right, he does know who his parents yes. were. So it wasn't like um oh, they're hiding in plain sight from their kid. Right. You know, he, that type of story arc. It was very well, widely known that yep. who everyone was. They they knew 
or he knew who the, they were. I like But that. he also knew, like, it's because of the society that they yeah. live in, they can't be right. emotionally. It's like Jedi. They're not yeah. supposed to be emotionally compromised. And he's not supposed to be emotionally or emotional towards them as well. Correct. So. Which, of course, they throw that out the window. Oh, I like mean. <laughs> two issues in, that's out the window. So just like the Jedi, just like Anakin, yeah. he throws the rules out the window, does whatever he wants. Right. Uh, except Caspar has yet not killed all the younglings. So we'll see. Not how that yet. Goes. We'll see. Uh, I have faith. Right. <laughs> so, like I said, he's this forbidden power, their forbidden family and everything. He's trying to become a trainer. Then, of course, grow, jumps to him being older, like where he could potentially be a guardian. And then the evil secret society that's trying to stop them, they enact their plan and some bad stuff happens. Yes. Uh, I don't want to give away anything else other than that because it's kind of... Early on, major plot points. Yeah, they're plot points and they're heavy-hitting things that really has some repercussions. Right. So all I can say is it is better than it should be. Like in concept, like, oh, they're holding the secret society, holding seven secrets. We don't know what they are. The readers, we don't know what they are. I I could see this as almost like an anime show. Almost, yeah. I could see that. Or even a full-fledged That type of story. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. like say sci-fi would pick it up or yeah. whatever. Like, I could see yep. that becoming a, a television program of some sort. Yeah. I think it would be better budget wise if it was like Netflix or HBO. Yeah. But it is what it is. I mean. Yeah. And if they don't pick it up, we've got a great story in this. Right. Yeah. And this is worth picking up tenfold. Right. And definitely I highly recommend it because it is very good. It's written by, like I said, one of our favorites, Tom Taylor is writing it. If you have read any of his other stuff, then you will probably like this as well. And if you've listened to us before, we praise the ground he walks on right I mean, now. I wouldn't say I won't go as far. Okay, let, that's a little <laughs> sacrilegious. We won't no, go that far, is. but we will say yeah. we praise him a lot yes. on this show. And every book I've read from his has been excellent. There's not a book that he writes that I would not try. Right. If he writes it, I'll, I'll at least try it. Guarantee. Yeah. Like, oh, I, if he writes, oh, who's someone? Martian Manhunter, character I don't really care about. I'll still read because it's Tom it Taylor. Out. Exactly. Like, he's probably going to do something but... cool with Martian Manhunter. You I know? mean, he's writing the Superman son of Kal-El. Yeah, and that's so... been solid. He's writing Nightwing at the same time and doing a couple of these other ones he's working on. He's busy. Yeah. And those of you that know that I don't like Superman, I'm still reading it. Because I'm tempted to buy the whole series because he's writing it and it's so good. Yeah. So. But he's grounded Superman. Yes. It's not Superman fighting a giant monster. No right. one cares about that. Make him grounded. Make him talk to people. It's really good. But if you want more of that, listen to last week's, or last week's episode or two weeks ago when we talked about superhero stuff. Yeah. We won't go too far off to yep. on that one. Uh, so yeah, that is Seven Secrets. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, do you have anything Agreed. else on your list, then, um, Jared? Other than Why the Last Man... Uh, by the last man I've got to mention, it's sci-fi. Brian K. Vaughn. Yep, Brian K. Vaughn. He's right up there with Tom Taylor. Yep. If his name's on it, I will be checking it out. Um, virus hits Earth, kills all the males, except for this one 20-year-old kid and his monkey. Um, he goes on a quest with a government agent named 355 to save the world, pretty much. Figure out what happened, what killed all the males, why he is immune, see if we can't repopulate the Earth so the next generation doesn't die out. Um, it's a story of how women have inherited the earth. Uh, this is coming to a show on FX. Sunday on FX, streaming on Monday the 13th. Okay. So, so I, was just, I just pulled that up. I was like, I know okay, where this I'm, is going. Yeah. I wanted to mention that because the show's up. It's been my favorite comic of all time. If you read any comic we suggest, 
that one is the one I would suggest. I loved it. Uh, it's one I've read multiple times, and it's something that we've got all volumes in stock. If they don't do the show justice, there will be riots, mostly on the internet of Twitter of Sarts. But I'll so. stand out on a street corner with a sign. Yeah. This show sucked. <laughs> but I, I fully expect it to be good. The trailers make it look really good. I have not watched the trailer yet, so, so that makes me super excited. So I, I've enjoyed I'm, the trailers. I'm looking forward to Monday when I can stream it. So, yeah, very good. All right. Uh, next one on my list is We Live. There's only one volume of this right now. It is a story about aliens have decided to come to Earth and say, hey, you know, the human race, you've survived floods, hurricanes, earthquakes, whatever, all these natural disasters. Good on you. However, at this date and time, there will be an event that will wipe out all humanity on Earth. Like, there is no surviving it. So, we know this is happening. This is going to happen. We are going to offer you salvation, but not everybody, only a select few. So, we will send down these randomly jettisoned onto Earth bracelets that you can attach to a child. And then I think there's allowed, the child is allowed one guardian with them to come on the spaceship, get abducted and saved. And it's really cool. The art is super pretty. Like the aliens and monsters and stuff, there's really weird stuff with that. Like very colorful. And for me, what pushes over the top, like it's a good story, but what makes it a great story is each issue has QR codes that you can scan on your phone. It goes to a music playlist that you listen to music while you read it. So it has the, you can you can hear the tone of the story as you're reading it too, which for me, it always worked out that the song would end right when I got done reading the issue. It's like, oh, this is perfect timing. That was amazing. I don't know how they did it, but it worked out for me. And the graphic novels still have all that, the QR codes where it takes you to the music. And it's just a cool extra dimension to the book. I kind of hope more books would do that. Like, oh, here's a playlist to get you the tune of it. Because it's not distracting because there's no words to the song. Some songs like, oh, there's a playlist of like Ready Player One. Uh, or no, not Ready Player Armada had the Armada. the playlist. Like, oh, you know, here's the all the songs that you can listen to along while you read it. But when there are words to it, they can be distracting and be hard yeah. to focus on that. Versus with We Live, it has just instrumental stuff, cool background, soothing stuff, just immerses gets you full immersion into the book, which is really cool. And they had a free comic book day issue this year. So if you read the free comic book day issue, definitely read the trade because the free comic book was a prequel to the actual book itself. So it was really cool. I liked it. I... I don't know. It's unique, and I and I really like unique things like that. Yeah, and it was a good story. It was a good story. Um, last one on my list that I want to go over real quick that we've talked about many times. We got Tom Taylor, we got Brian K. Vaughn. Who's the last one on our list that we didn't talk about? Oh, there's a couple. Tinian. Uh, Tinian. Yeah, Tinian I was going to say uh, um, J. Michael Straczynski. Uh, He's done yeah. some, but uh, but I was saying of the Tinian's, current, current yeah. run of. Like all star writers, yeah. Tinian's uh, Tinian, up there. specifically Tinian's Wind, Volume One. Wind, I forgot about Wind. W I N D Wind, where that book had no reason being as good as it was. I would it's agree. Like, with that. I was not expecting that. You you told me probably three days in a row. Check this out. Check this out. And finally, I did, and I was hooked. Yeah. So it follows this kid named Wind that is in a. A castle of sorts or a kingdom I should say not a castle a kingdom where it is the last stronghold of pure blood humans no magical or nothing 
Where, of course, wind is part magic because his elves, his ears are like elf pointy ears. He has no other magical aspect. He's not showing any other magic or anything. He just has pointy ears. But that's a symptom of being contaminated of some sort. And he's, you know, hiding the, with his adoptive parents, adoptive mom, like as a line cook and everything. And there's something goes down where he has to get out of town. And there are some other people that are pure blood humans that need to escape. So they form a group together. They secretly get out of town. And, of course, bad stuff is chasing them. And there are some major, like, oh, that one hurt. Like, emotional, like, deaths early on. Like, this is issue one, issue two. I shouldn't care about this person. Right. Yeah, I do. I feel this pain. Yep, they sucked you in deeply right. in this. The way the characters are written and the way the, the story goes, like... It gets you feel like, oh, I knew this person and now they're gone. Like, it's which I don't know how I did it, but like to do that fast to get that attachment, like, who that has that death felt more important than many other main combo, like when uh, Batman has died or when Spider Man has died. Like, this one felt more right in part because I'm jaded and I know that when Batman and Spider Man, whoever dies, they'll come back. back. This guy's this, he's done right. And the main storyline, if they're dead, they're dead. Yep, and it was it just it hurt, and yeah, that's that's just volume one. There's volume two. They're doing single issues right now, so it should be coming out fairly soon, I think. But that wind is fantastic. Uh, we did a social media post where we had a firefly book, and then wind. And I put a leaf on it. I was like, hey, if you get this reference, you get this reference, which was just fun. I couldn't resist that one. But yeah, that is. I mean, that's something I have for my list for our sci-fi. Yeah, there's others. I, I tried to stay away from, like, there were some Green Lantern books that are more, that's more sci-fi based than it is superhero, but I left them off my list. Uh, so saga is always an honorable mention. Um, I mean, Star Wars, I thought about. There's saga. so many Star Wars. Yeah. And the one I was going to pick was probably Vader Down, where he gets shot down I'm and crash lands and... You know, the rebels surround him. Yeah. It's like, all I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men. Yeah. You know, it's like, that was one of the coolest Vader moments, right. period. And, you know. But so. Yeah. There are many things that are that we could talk about, but we only wanted this podcast for, for so long because I have stuff to do. And you have stuff to do. And I, we need to get dinner at some point. So we can't go on forever about this. <laughs> but that is our list for now. Uh, if you have questions, come in the shop and ask us. Because we, we are full of it. Be it good stuff, bad stuff, just hot air. We're always full of it, is my my line. I'm full of something. So <laughs> with that, we'll move on to the books that came out this week. The day that we are recording, actually, uh, Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. Uh, I went first last time, so why don't you go first, Jared? What was something that stood out to you in a good way this week? Okay, so I enjoyed uh, War of the Bounty Hunters from Star Wars, Attack at Dawn. This is uh, issue four of that miniseries. Um, we left off with Vader basically threatening to kill Han if Luke doesn't show up, but, uh, they kind of sneak out of it a little bit. Uh, Luke's like, I'm not showing up. Vader's going to kick the crap out of me. I'm not you know? ready to fight him one-on-one. Yeah. So, you know, they're all worried. They're like, hey, Luke, you got to show up or he's going to kill Han. You know, the huts are all there. They're all mad because Vader's taking over their turf, you know, um, the bounty hunters are still there. Obviously it's bounty hunter war. So they're going to be here. Um, being that this came out today, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I really enjoyed this issue. It's been a solid series. It they keep going like this. This is some of the 
best Star Wars stuff out there. Another scenario where it's better than it has any right to be. Exactly. Like War of the Bounty Hunters, I did not care about at all. I saw when all I the, first saw the. Well, I saw how many issues it's going to entail. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't. I don't want to have to read. 30 different stories. But the good news with this is you don't have to. No. You can read the main story and get everything you need out of it. And you can read whatever tie-ins you want to read in. And you don't have to read everything. Like, I'm not still reading core Star Wars and Vader. I'm not reading Dr. Aphra. I'm not reading the Bounty Hunters You don't book. need to. I don't need to. They all do tie in, but they're all separate stories or they all overlap each other to where it is told in each story arc. Exactly. So it's been very solid. Yeah. They've done a really good job with that. So, moving on from Star Wars, the is- or Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters issue four. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go on to The Me You Love in the Dark, issue number two. Uh, issue number one featured this woman that moved into a creepy old mansion that was like, oh, I'm an artist. I'm, you know, I have like writer's block or artist block, whatever you want to call it. I need an inspiration. Uh, cool, this house. I'm getting a weird vibe from this. I think this will do it. And she's like, all right, hey, house, you know, you can inspire, inspire me to do this. Hey, house, you can do that. Hey, house, you can do this. Like, almost joking, like taunting herself almost with it. And then the end of issue one, the house responds. Like, it actually painted a little painting, and she's like, uh, crap. And this one picks up right after that, where the house or something within the house is actually speaking to, like, full-on conversation with each other. But the... I'm. I'm going to go with the, the house itself is what I'm going to call it. They don't really clarify what it is that's talking, but there's like a demon-like monster that, you know, it lives in the dark. It, it breathes in the dark. It can handle the darkness. It doesn't do well in the light. So you see actually a good picture, a good image of it. Like, oh, that's super creepy looking. And I can see why it's hiding in the dark because it doesn't want to freak out this this girl. They're like, what's going on? And they have this whole back and forth where like, Hey, we're roommates of sorts. And you know, I, you know, I moved here, even though you're creeping me out, but I think there's an inspiration here and they have a really cool relationship with each other. And they, she finds her writing muse and they end up drawing. She drew, she drew what she thinks the creature looks like. I mean, we see in the book that it's not necessarily what it looks like, but like, oh, this is what your mental image of me is, which is kind of cool. Like, oh, have a blind person like sculpt what you think my face looks like or draw like, and that's basically what it did. What she did is because you can't see this creature, and it's pretty cool. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. I I subscribe to the series. Like, this is cool. This is unique. Um, yeah. I'm it's horror ish, but not really. I mean, it's a, it's a relationship. Almost supernatural. Book. Yeah, it's a supernatural. It's not, not even necessarily horror. horror. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't like, know if you read it yet, but like no, that's, that's what the creature looks like. Oh. So it's like, oh, that's, I can definitely see why it hides in yeah, the darkness. Yeah, definitely. But it's really cool. And that's a good concept. It's, uh, you know, becoming roommates with a monster demon type of thing. And how are you going to live and function day to day like that? Right. And the painting that it that she did of it kind of reminds me of the pottery scene from, was it Ghost? Oh. Like, <laughs> oh. It kind of reminds me of that, and not full on, but like they're still having that intimacy, like trying to, oh, well, I'm painting in the dark to draw you. This is what this is what I picture you as, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, this is only two issues out. It's through Image Comics. Um, it is written by Scotty Young, so I think that's another reason why it stands out, and it's a good story because Scotty Young is not only a good artist, he's also a good writer. 
So yeah, that is The Me You Love in the Dark, issue number two. What is next for you, Jared? Okay, my pick of the week is actually from Dark Horse, Last Flight Out, number one. I picked this up because I'm like, oh, cool, a sci-fi book. I'll check this out. And it's one of the best things I've read in a long time. And it's only a six-issue miniseries yeah. for now, unless they decide to do more. Yep. Um, basically, the Earth is dying, and they've got this guy who is... You start out, you don't really know what he's doing. He's just working in a lab while his wife is going into labor. And, it's almost like he's working in a garage. You know, yeah, almost like a garage. Like. Yeah. So it kind of goes through uh, stages of his life and what happens with his wife and his kid and what they're building. Um, they're how basically ne- how neglectful he is. Yes, uh, it's got social media posts that were fun to watch or fun to read after you know the way society is now. He kind of reminds me of a Tony Stark. Yeah, where a little he's bit. Like he's hyper focused so, on yeah. his work. Yep, and very neglectful until it's too late. Until he realizes I've been neglectful, or he maybe he knew it all along, but the stakes were so high because of what's happening to Earth. So he's basically. You know, done his job. He's going to go try to find his or go to reconnect with his daughter. And, and I'm going to say because it happens early on, he's building an ark. Of okay, sorts. I wasn't sure if you wanted to go there. Yeah, he's I'll, building I'll an ark to basically evacuate Earth. And you find out he's actually building the third one, which is going to be the final one. Like, hey, yeah, whatever is destroying the Earth, this is our last chance to actually right. get out. Like, well, we already one, launched two. This is our right. Like, but it doesn't say. It doesn't say my, what's destroying the Earth. That, but uh, what happened to the first two arcs? Did they make it out or did they crash because they're like, this is our final chance. This is our final chance. You know, near as I can tell, they the, both made they it. They did both make it. This is the, but this is like the third right. and final because they're one that like, they're going to send. Right. They're talking about some people like, oh, you know, this is fake. You know, right. global warming's fake. They even said COVID 19's fake. This is just another fake thing, also. Right. And what is the line? Like, oh, there are three, pe- three types of people in the world. One type that. Uh, think this is that we're faking this other type thinks that everything's a fake and then there's a third type that is both we're like these are all scary people you don't want to fight with that are on that are still staying behind and everything it's just really cool like oh they threw the modernness with COVID-19 in oh, yeah. and everything like oh these bad things are happening we have proof of it we, you know we're experts at it you know we are going to you know get out of here Right. And then people are like, no, you're just lying. We'll be fine. This is all just a big conspiracy to get us to make us leave our land and blah, 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 blah. And like, no, this is, we're, we're trying to save you. Right. And it's, it was really good. I, that's going on my pull list instantly. Yeah. I, Tomorrow, so, if you think about it, can you add it to my pull uh, list? Text me because I'll probably forget. Okay. But yeah, I subscribed to it this morning when I got home. Um, and I, one thing that slightly disappointed me with it though is I, there are like this Twitter feed. I looked at some of these, I was like, oh, I wonder if these people are actual Twitter people. Because that would be just like, cool if they would have gone the extra step of actually made these accounts. Yeah, I actually was thinking, I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're related to like a publisher or are right. they doing like a like the writer's name in that and stuff like that. And I, I looked and I didn't look to match up. So I think they're just random people. Well, I mean, there are definitely photos of people. So I wonder if the photos are of people that they know. Yeah. Like, hey, can I put you in the book? I just need your face. Is that okay? And they came up with different names and everything. I don't know if they if there are their actual names or not, but it was I don't know. It's cool to see the real world quote real world equivalent of like what's going on yeah on Earth. Yeah, it was fun, but Dark Horse Comics that was it's very surprising. It was done really well. It's called The Last Flight Out. Check this one out. Yeah, I highly recommend it. And holy crap, it was good. Yeah, like it was. 
I was like, wow, that, I, I don't know. I just, I just really liked it. I yeah. don't want to give too much away. But it reads really well in single issue form also. It does. You know, it's it, not like one of those, oh, this is going to read so much better in trade. Like there's a cliffhanger at the end. Yes. I think I mean, fit. anymore, everything is written to be collected in trade. I think. Yeah, definitely. However, this one does really well. I think we'll do really well both in yeah. trade and in single issues. Oh, yeah. Issues. So, yeah. Yep, I agree. Uh, so that was my pick of the week also. But one thing I do want to mention, as an honorable mention, is Eve number five. Uh, we've talked about every issue up to this point, so I figure it's worth mentioning again. Yep, definitely. Uh, it has come to the conclusion this is they are done. It, the way it ends, it feels like they are done. Done. They're not doing yeah. some series or anything. It is a five issue, self contained everything. Um, I did not see any solicits for it in trade yet. But hopefully that'll be fixed next month. I hope they collect it. I don't know why they wouldn't. That'd be one of the, that'd be like one of the only books I've ever read that oh, was yeah. not collected in trade. Well, if they don't. that and I was reading the first issue sold out and they did a second printing of the first issue. I mean, it was a right. popular enough book that they should collect it. Uh, but yeah, this is just a recap of the series thus far. End of the world. This girl wakes up at a tube where she it's her job to save the world and everyone that's still left on Earth. And it's, it's the end. She's so, followed around by a... Teddy bear, bear teddy that bear is robots. a killer robot. Yes. Um, it's very good. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed the whole series. And I don't want to give away anything because this is the final issue. I don't. Right. Want, I feel like anything I would say would be spoilers. Yes, at this point, yeah. But yeah, that is Eve, issue number five uh, by Boom Studios. Definitely check it out. So that is all of the books that came out this week that stood out to us that we have time for. So we'll get to the part that Jared always forgets nope, about. I'm on it. But did not forget this time, and that is our Heroes of the Week, be it comic book people or otherwise. And since you are on it, why don't you go first? Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Mark Guggenheim. He is the writer of The Last uh, Flight Out. He did such a good job that I'm picking him for my Hero of the Week. Done and done. That was easy enough. Done. Uh, for me, my Hero of the Week is going to be my neighbors, actually. And that's going to be pretty much all of them. Uh, they're pretty great. They help us out with uh, plowing our driveway in the winter when there's snowfall, or sometimes they mow our lawn for us because they're nice. But specifically, we got to hang out this past Monday was Labor Day, so we everyone had the day off. They're like, "Hey, we're having a cookout." Oh, cool! You know what time? You know, come over around one ish. Just bring whatever meat you want to make on the grill. We'll we'll cook it up for you. Don't worry about it. Uh, I figure, okay, you know, we'll be one o'clock. We'll be there, be there till three or four. We didn't leave until 8 o'clock at night. Wow. So, like, we are just talking the entire time. Like, this is, I mean, how many people talk, sit around, talk to their neighbors for no real reason for seven hours? Not many. Yeah. I mean, how many people even know their neighbors, first of all? Right. Let alone are hanging out, you know, and it was cool. It was nice because my foot is busted. Luckily, we bought a golf cart from one of our neighbors last year. So, I was like, hey, we'll just load the golf cart and just drive on over. And Laura's like, yes, I don't have to run juggling. I was like, hey, I'm lazy. My foot's hurt. We'll just drive over. So, it was cool. It was a good way to spend the whole day. It, like I said, it lasted a lot longer than what we expected. Uh, we were like, oh, a couple hours. But, some of the best times, though. But, and the weather was perfect out. I mean, it was, we were in the garage. They had a fan, big fan that helped keep cool just in case. And it was a really good time. So I want to say my neighbors, thanks for being awesome. Uh, we got to catch up on some neighborhood gossip also, of things that are going on with everything. So, yeah, it was a good time. So with that, we will say thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing this podcast on your preferred social media platform. That, that, that's my way of saying, hey, please share this. That's my not-so-subtle way of saying it that way, too. Um, come in and check out the store sometime. If you're a listener from afar or nearby, just come in and listen to it. Come in, buy some stuff. Hopefully some of the stuff that we talk about you like. 
Um, you can always shop with us at alteryocomics.biz for comic books. If you want high-end statues, alteryocomics.com. Why are two different websites? Because they just that's just the way they are. So remember, .biz, if you want comic books and stuff, .com for high-end action figures. And yeah, follow us on social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever else there is. I don't know. I don't. I would laugh if we had a MySpace. That'd be, oh, that'd be, that'd we got to have a MySpace. I mean, maybe we should make a MySpace just for the podcast. Just for the podcast. That I can, I, oh man, I'm, I am tempted. I am very tempted to do that just because. Go for it. So yeah. I don't even know if I, if my, if I don't have a MySpace anymore or if it is still active, I'll follow it. I know I never had one, but my band did when I was in high school. We had we had one. I, was in that I had. Oh man, I haven't uh, logged into MySpace in years. I don't even know if I have an account anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna find out later. So yeah, tune uh, in next time to see if I have a MySpace account. If you remembered, <laughs> if you have a MySpace, and if I remember to make one for the podcast, we'll see how it goes. Uh, if I don't remember, Laura will probably yell at me like, "Hey, you said you're gonna do it on the podcast. You have to do it." So, so yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully Adrian will be back next week. Hopefully there won't be anything else going on that will actually be here next week. Uh, we'll see if I can make it out of the basement after we get done recording this. So thanks for listening everyone. And we will see you next time. MySpace. I think you've only got about three edit spots. <laughs>